You're listening to the Can Dare Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! Welcome to another episode of Can Dare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I'm Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jake Runyon. And we're doing one of our trademark What If episodes this week, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to be talking about what if... How do we, how do we put this, Jake? What I'd if say, magic was real? Yeah, just say it like it is. What it says on the tin. What if magic was real? Something that every living human has thought about at one time. Mm-hmm. Or possibly still thinks, depending yeah, on your definition still, of magic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I think uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. We haven't done Absolutely. a what if in a little while. I know right it's there's kind of a kind of a void there. These yeah. what ifs, there is something I dig them. I really like yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. The free the form nature. There's like just the ghost of an outline to handle, and it, right. everything just comes together really nice. That it does. Yeah. That it does. But uh, before we do that, uh, Jake, where can these people find us? I'll tell you where they can find us, Jeremy. On all of our fine social networking outlets, such as Twitter, where we go by at CandarePod, and Instagram, where we are at Cand underscore Hair. And furthermore, if you like the content we provide, and you should, because we do, and we do it well, no arrogance, just confidence, you can head on down to Patreon, throw a couple of bucks a month our way, goes a long, long way, further than you'd think, and if you hit that $5 or more a month mark, you have access to the Founders Club, Patreon-only exclusive podcast. That you do, that you do, it's a catalog that's uh, that keeps growing month that's right. by month. And uh, what we are on, we are six months in now. We sure so, are, man. Yeah, that's weird to think about. Not only those six episodes, but the uh, Candare Fantasy fight you'll get as well. So a lot of listening in there for uh, for a little bit of money. Absolutely. And uh, what else we have? Our live show. Oh, uh, my God, how could I forget? The uh, oh, because I'm terrified. That's why. <laughs> that's right. Pushing uh, it. Out are you head. really? No, but I'm getting a little more nervous the closer we get. Ditto, dude. Yeah. Same here. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, what is it? May twelfth. That it is. At, uh, it's been moved. The time slot has been moved to two in the afternoon. Two, cl- blah, blah, two o'clock. Two p.m. So if you were coming to see your boys, uh, yeah, you're going to have to come a little bit earlier. I'm Indeed. Go to our website, check out our contacts page mm-hmm. if you want to reach us, promote your material. Uh, we've got a special guest page with all of our most interesting and prestigious guests. Not that we don't love all of our guests. And you can see the archive of all of our episodes available for free. Wow, what a value. And one thing I uh, still want to put out there is I still want to hear those Indeed. strange uh, stories, those, those mind-boggling stories, experiences that you've had, any kind of experience that just... Any story that just leaves yeah. you thinking, what happened? What? What the hell was that? That was weird. That was strange. I want to hear those stories. I'm trying to uh, start another show where we uh, talk with people about their experiences. And uh, I don't know. Am, am I selling this good enough? Is Absolutely. It, I mean, it's, I it's be pretty saying? straightforward. You know, if you yeah. had a, a strange event that's happened to you, something inexplicable, you know, something that makes you wonder. Yeah, ask, like, well, does it have to be something paranormal? No. It can be. doesn't have to be. Yeah. It can be whatever. Just as long as when that story's over, you're like, that's weird. weird. So if you have one of those stories and uh, would like to be on the show, uh, just go to candarepodcast.com, go to the contact us uh, link there, and you can uh, send us a message, or just send us an email at candarepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, or reach out to us on social media. Sure. Yeah, you can get a hold of us pretty easily. I you think. have no end of ways to get our mm-hmm. attention. Because believe us, 
we're looking for it. <laughs> it's not we're not too important to check our Twitter feed. That we are, Jake. Or aren't, rather. All right. Well, with that behind us, let's get to the topic Ooh. at hand. What if magic was real? What implications would it have on the world? Uh, Where do we start, Jake? I think what we do with these what-ifs is we usually kind of lay out some ground rules at the start. Mm -hmm. So magic meaning, like, through strange otherworldly means, forcing things to behave in a manner they're not supposed to, right? Yeah. Lifting objects, shooting lightning out of your hands, levitation. And, you know, maybe I'm uh, incorrect about this, but before we started uh, this episode, we were kind of talking about... What kind of magic? Are yes, we talking the occult? Are we talking like Doctor Strange, like sorcery kind yeah. of stuff? And I, I really don't think it would matter if we settled on one or the other. I think the yeah. conversation is going to be kind of all-encompassing. Yeah. I would think. Oh, sure. But um, I guess there's only one way to find out. Let's just have Let's the just conversation. Let's jump see. right in. So um, what was the first thing that came to your mind? Well, I was thinking the, the really cool thing about the idea of magic is it's one of those totally universal things. It, mm -hmm. it's, it says something interesting about the human condition that every culture, you go back far enough, or even to this day, you know, different, different traditions and such have survived that suggest, A, we're scared of the unknown. B, we want to attribute a reason these things are happening. C, terrible stuff happens and we want to blame someone, right? Mm -hmm. Disease, bad crops, horrible weather, etc. And we all think to ourselves, it's evil. You know, so every culture has this, this idea of like there are witches or mm -hmm. demons or you've got to protect yourself. You need to perform this ritual, grind up this herb, drink this water, etc. And uh, it, it's really something that's, that's global. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter if you're from Eastern Europe, the Middle East, South America. Everybody, every culture has at one point believed that out there, there are practitioners of magic who can heal or harm you depending on, you know, their whim. So so I think it's it's a, this very unifying thing. And everywhere you go, people talk about protection from magic. So I think right off the bat, the human attitude toward magic is that it's dangerous. Even in settings like, you know, you think of the movie Doctor Strange and stuff, by the end, what are they talking about? Too many sorcerers. You know, there's always this idea that it's this super volatile thing that can only be entrusted to certain people. Sure. And I would think that um, that's a good place to start out. I think that would have to be a must. Yeah. Because how could you ever have any kind of society, societal order? You know what I mean? Sure. If everybody has the potential to become Merlin, uh, sure. there will be no governmental control, you know. And um, kind of going to, like, the realm of Harry Potter, you know, it, it was yeah. something that would probably have to be taught to you. Sure. Um, I mean, with the internet, though, I'm sure you, you could it's, learn it's weird spells and shit. that's out. not really been covered in, no. in media. We haven't talked about, like, you know, learning magic online. And there are a hundred places you could do that today. People would say, do the following things in the following oh, ways, sure. and such and such will happen. Depends on whether you believe in that sort of thing or not. But we're here to say, you know, unequivocally, if you draw a circle of salt and burn a robin's feather inside, it will conjure the ghost of such and such. You know, like magic is tangible. Right. So who gets to use it? I mean, the Catholic Church, the priesthood is this huge multi-layered structured thing. That's just for uh, religious beliefs. That's for the dissemination of religious knowledge. It doesn't even necessarily correlate to direct power, you know. So it, it would have to be something that's, you know, obviously been kept in practice yeah. for many years. So there's going to be a basic level knowledge that, you know, 
you probably inherently know or that you're taught, you know, in school, like high school, just as a, I don't know, like basic necessities. There would have to be an awareness, you know, something like that. They give you the little, the little parlor tricks to, you know, fix your glasses or clean a table or whatever. Right. Standard stuff. I would imagine the like FBI and the police oh, would have better access to better spells and uh, stuff like that. Sure, there would have to be the order a, a government-sanctioned bureau of spell casting. You right. know, someone who who both has access to the material, maybe the public isn't allowed to mm-hmm. learn, and has special dispensation to use that where they see fit. You know, which implies that you know, Big Brother, the government, you oh, know, yeah. is. Uh, like everything else, just kind of <laughs> controlling our uh, our knowledge, what we can and can't do. And you'd have to imagine in a world of magic where you can. But it, it's almost it's like for the better, though. I mean, uh, if everyone's running around casting spells, because how could you ever is... pin a murder on somebody when you can change the past, alter people's memories? Yeah, not like, to be there. The, a, a spell doesn't have fingerprints on it. No, you know? no. <laughs> like, how do you how do you connect it back to that person? There would have to be. Uh, a whole group, I would say, of magically inclined people who have developed ways to do that. You know, I, I think it would be like any other sort of like the technological arms race. You develop a weapon, someone develops defense, you develop a counter defense and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. You know, think, think of the Cold War. Right. You'd have to have that kind of thing, assuming there's there's some way to develop new forms of magic or something. But you wouldn't want your freedoms infringed upon. But at the same time, you'd want somebody stopping mad necromancers from taking over sure. the country, you know? Sure. So where's the balance in that? So uh, what about, like, uh, guns? Do you think you'd see, like, you think guns would be as, uh, I don't know, hot-button or yeah, as popular you know, as they are? This is something I've often thought of. Like, let's take Harry Potter, for instance, just because it's an easy, like, accessible point of reference mm-hmm. here. They've got, like, one spell that outright kills somebody. It's their little green energy blast, Avada, because something or another. I, I don't know how it goes. But, like, that's that's how they kill each other. And if you do that, ooh, it's a big deal. You know, it's serious. Right. Like, when the chips are down, maybe you'll use that sort of thing, but you probably shouldn't. We, as mundane humans, have so many more incredible, effective, far-reaching ways to kill one another. You know, I, I think that's that's one of the things... I, I don't like about that setting. I understand it's a book for kids and young adults, but I can only imagine, like, the human spirit has such a desire to crush the people we disagree with. There would have to be this whole dimension of horrific, dangerous killing spells, things to call down meteorites from the sky, or crack the earth, or blast lava out of fissures, you know, gnarly stuff like that. So I would think, in a magically inclined world, You'd have guns as, like, the counterpoint to magic. Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd have people who say, like, yeah, you can sit there in your library and you can study wizardry for six or seven decades. <laughs> but when a dude has a gun and he's facing you down, it doesn't matter how quick your fingers are, how fast you can blurt out those magic words. In one pull of the trigger, you're pretty much down for the count. Yeah, this is true. So I think, if anything... I, Maybe I, they'd be uh, even more... More commonplace. Common, yeah. as, as, like, the answer to the idea that anyone you face down in the street could turn around and blast you with lightning or something, you know? That's a scary thought. Yeah, it is. Because, like, you see someone you don't quite trust on the street, someone who looks 
dangerous or they've been giving you the eye, you think like, ooh, do they have a knife? Do they have a gun? Mm-hmm. And it pretty much stops there. You think like, oh, maybe they'll just kick my ass with their bare hands. Sure, that's scary. If I had the ability to put a spell on somebody, it would have happened today. I guarantee you. <laughs> it would have happened today. <laughs> Boy, do I believe you. And that's the thing, though, is like, can you can you even trust yourself not to use these powers for anything but good? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, you know, that's something I think about often. I think we've even had that conversation on the show. Like, what would you do with all, you know, ultimate power? And I think it's inevitable that you're going to, at least in my case, I would succumb to my anger. Dude. And just, like, bring a fucking building down on top of <laughs> yes, myself. You know? I just, when I think of myself having powers, there's only one power I ever think of having, and that's being Magneto. I mean, that is the power that of is power. the power if you had to pick one because I mean at some point he was so powerful he was altering like the magnetic properties of individual atoms right like he could agitate yeah. metal until it becomes molten and such yeah I mean he, he was pretty much a kind of God yeah yeah because everything at a sufficiently small level becomes magnetism at what mm-hmm. point do we stop calling him magneto and we start calling him sir you know? <laughs> anyway yeah. magic would be dangerous magic if would we're be dangerous. assuming anyone has access to it, we have to assume that the government would do whatever it could to limit that access. Absolutely. If only to safeguard the populace. And, you know, whatever other nefarious ends, sure, but there would need to be a baseline level of restriction there, right? There'd be, like, uh, terrorists groups who are, like, doing uh, their own kind of uh, sick magic. I don't know. And, you know, this is terrible, but how much easier would it be as a suicide bomber, not to have to hide the explosive. Yeah. When you could walk into a building, encant some kind of spell, and your body detonates, you know? It's it's just, there are all kinds of horrific, hidden things you could potentially do with that sort of power. So there would have to be a thorough clampdown. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny, in, in different settings, fantasy games and stuff like that, magic is often commonplace, but you can usually tell when someone is magical at a distance. Yeah. Robes, pointy hat, etc. Sure. Glowing tattoos or scars, things like that. And you think, oh, that's a spellcaster, you know? So I wonder, would it be something that shows on your person? Or is it just hidden until it happens? Hmm. You know, will that homeless guy on the street yeah. corner, can he summon dragons from the core of the earth? Or is he just a bum? I don't know. I guess in the case of, like, you were saying, like, face scarification or anything like that, like, if, you know, if they're, obviously that would be a way to tell. Sure. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. if it's, Is it something... You don't have to make known that you're holding it, carrying a gun. No, no, you don't. So I don't see why, why you would have it, to... What are they going to do? Pin something to your lapel, you know? But on the other hand... But then that starts a whole other conversation. Exactly, you know, yeah. Because then you're like, oh, you want to single us out? What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, round us up and eliminate us? At the other end of the, the whole situation, I can't imagine a world where people who are, for lack of a better term, wizards, mm-hmm. don't want to flaunt that constantly. I mean, Would there not be people with tattoos of pentacles and magical runes all over their faces, wearing robes and chains and long sleeves and gloves? You people would ham like, it up. Oh, yeah, hamming it up. Yeah. I thought you were saying these things are, like, crucial to them possessing magic. Oh, like yeah. These marks on their that. face and whatnot. Maybe, potentially. But, um, I mean, I've even seen example or comics or a show or something where tattoos are the bearer of the power. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so there was a, a character from X-Men 
who... Was that what it was? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. His... I, I think if I remember reading it right, it was a little odd. He didn't have any powers intrinsically, but there was some other mutant whose ability was... He could dis, like bestow mutation through marking other people's bodies, and he became a tattoo artist. Hmm. So this guy who was otherwise normal had all these tattoos that let him perform various crazy feats. I, I guess the way we've been talking, we're kind of functioning under the assumption there doesn't have to be some outward sign that you can use magic. I wouldn't think so, yeah. no. But you can, you'd can. you probably choose to show it off in some capacity uh, out of pride or arrogance. I don't know, because, you know, again, that opens up the whole segregation thing. Mm. And, you know, if people who are wielding magic or anything, like I would imagine probably like the mutants are in X-Men, <laughs> you know, being shunned and having shit oh, thrown at you yeah. you know you, you might not want people to know you wield magic just i don't know though i would I, I would think that being a uh, magician would be like on the same kind of scale as being like a doctor or a scientist yeah it's it's something that like would come from years of study rather yeah. than like the genetic lottery so you know they might just be living in great big fucking houses yeah <laughs> seriously i mean anyone can pick up a scalpel <clears throat> and cut out somebody's appendix you go to school so that you don't kill them when you do it. Right. You know? Yeah. How difficult would it be to use, I guess? That brings up the question of if it's something you have to study. Because wizards are always old, right? Yeah. More or less. Typically, I mean, it's the, taken them a the lifetime best wizards to learn are everything. Ancient, you know, right. 200 years old even. So, they, so they're extending their lifespan. There's another thing to consider. This is true. What happens to the natural cycle of life and death when you can knit wounds and fix bones and live well beyond your biological years is there a, is there an organization that regulates people's lifespan ooh now that is something to think about if we take magic to its logical conclusion i think we could also assume we live in a world that is more or less without disease it's like somebody like going say to like cosmetology school you're going to learn that one quick trait like maybe you could go to like the same kind of a you could go learn cosmetology spells where you just yeah. wave a wand over someone's head sure. and, you know, their hair goes to what they want or yeah. something. Your eyelids are light blue now, you know, but it's you could, less pigment and more... Yeah, market in particular spells as business. Yeah. That's a good point. Didn't think about mm -hmm. that. And, you know, something else I was thinking about today and, like, in preparation for this, a lot of, like, especially video games and stuff, you've got the concept of, like, scrolls. Mm-hmm where a wizard will write down a spell or put all the necessary glyphs and sigils and stuff on a, on a scroll for you, and you don't have to be magical to make use of it. The idea that a normal person, if they okay. find a scroll that creates, you know, a big old pot of gold right there in front of them, as long as they read the scroll correctly, you know, they have access to that one time. Sure. So if that's something you can do, if you can give that sort of temporary power to people, that would probably be the way to circumvent restriction, right? Say the government's clamping down on how much you're allowed to learn on this subject, which I guess isn't far off. I mean, how much are we allowed to know about our campaigns overseas? Yeah. About clandestine operations throughout yeah. the history of the country, you know? How much are we allowed to know about the president's whereabouts at any given time? There's classified information. Mm -hmm. And I have to think the more powerful magics would fall under that uh, that umbrella, then you're going to have black market dealers distributing scrolls for this, that, and the other oh, thing. Yeah. That's going to be something you're going to want to really fight if you can. So are these these like, higher powers that you speak of that are kept under wraps by the, you know, the heads of government are... Are they in use by anyone, or are they just 
kept secret I'd because say, they're so like they're like nukes. Yeah, yeah. That was my thought is they'd be the sort of weapon of mass destruction, kind of an in extremist sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to bring down a meteorite on somebody's country yeah. unless you absolutely have no other way to deal with it. You know, I think the, the logical conclusion of this whole thing is super binary. It's like feast or famine. It's either going to be anarchy where you've got like warring city-states ruled by particularly powerful spellcasters, Mm -hmm. or it's a total, absolute Orson Welles clampdown, where maybe even the common public is not aware of the use of magic, and it is restricted, like, solely to the higher-ups in that form of government. Right. Out of necessity, and it'd be one of those things where you could center a story around, like, oh, you're keeping the people down, and it's like, what choice do we have, you know? We saw what happened, how it could be. Kind of makes me think of, like, Edison Rex. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, yeah, I did this, but it kind of had to, right? I mean, that's the idea. Edison Rex being the uh, the villain, the comic book about the... Yeah, the oh, yeah, web I comic about Sorry, the, that's fresh in my mind. No, you're right fine. Yeah. About, uh, a uh, webcomic about a villain who successfully kills the hero yeah. and then the mental after effects of what that does right. to him. And, and the whole idea of, you know, it's like, hey, you are a walking weapon I, that we need to nip this in the bud. You know, right. the lesser of two evils. They're both evil. It's just mm-hmm. which one's less apocalyptic. Right. Now, what about... This is something I was thinking about, too. What about who we idolize? I mean, look at the the heroes that yeah. uh, we have... We've made, you know, like comic book heroes, for example, or like... Uh, it was like ancient Greece, like... Like all the, all the Greek yeah. gods and stuff. You know, I would imagine that... Magic and spells would allow the you know the common man if they were willing to learn the powers that we look at and like have whole episodes on like sure. what would we do with that yeah. you know so in turn if we can wield that kind of power that we read about in comics or greater what do we then idolize yeah like, what, what, do what we becomes the the next step up from what we are. And I was thinking, you know, Batman would probably still be as popular just because that's kind of a testament to his greatness is the simplicity. I mean, he's just a man, you know, with yep. money, man with money. And I think Superman would still be intriguing to people. Oh, sure. um, because it's all intrinsic. He doesn't need to cast a spell to jump right. 500 feet in the air. Right. But uh, I think there's, yeah, I mean, I think we maybe have the same heroes just elaborated way way bigger than anything we can do. Yeah, it'd be the next... It'd be an exponential increase. Orders of magnitude more powerful, you know? Yeah. you know, it just occurred to me. You and I could sit down and dedicate the remainder of our lives to unlocking the secrets of calculus, quantum engineering, you know, all of these hard science subjects, or we could say... We'd stop right now and say, I'm going to med school, come hell or high water. We're doing this, that, and the other thing. Mm Mm-hmm. We have the potential to do those things, things that equate to real-world power and success. Mm -hmm. They're just difficult, and perhaps outside of what we are not necessarily able, but willing to dedicate ourselves to. Sure. But we don't. Right. Do you really, do you want to be a doctor? No. I don't want to be a doctor either. No. It's a it's a fast track to success. I mean, I mean, when fast you, isn't the right word. I no, am not I, like minimizing the effort. Definitely it takes. not a fast. But I mean, track. on a on a human scale, it's a way to become successful for mm-hmm. certain. It's a thing that's needed. That's in demand. Do you want to become a, a quantum physicist? No. God, neither do I. I would rather be dead. 
That just sounds like the the world of quantum physics would be such a such a nightmare for me. I couldn't handle it. Right. I have to deal in absolutes because my brain can't handle variables. You know what right. I mean? So, so we also have to imagine we'd have kind of a similar attitude if what we were allowed to know of magic suggested it was one of those lifelong pursuit kind of things. I don't know. Like, I would have to imagine, like, if you do dedicate your life to magic, that there has to be, you know, like, as a, doc- a doctor can't write himself prescriptions. Oh, that's true. So that's true. I, I would think that a, a sorcerer maybe wouldn't be allowed to cast certain spells for his own benefit, like, against the law or against you. his... If there's a, a way to use magic, there's got to be a magical way to restrict magic, right? Like your license, I guess. Like yeah. if a psychiatrist, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, breaks the, like... Pa- Doctor-patient uh, confidentiality thank you, or thank something. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Then you could lose your license. Sure. So maybe there's the same kind of thing with a magician, and, uh... Yeah. I don't know, because, yeah, you're right. I would never probably take the... I, I'll tell you right now, I would never take the time to become a doctor, because it doesn't appeal to me. Right. Well, hospitals, I don't... Like to be in them, around them, no, see them. No. And why, I, why would I want to be one all the and time? And I wonder if we lived in a world of magic, would it seem so magical to us? Uh, I don't know because we're no. blown away by it because it's not real. You know. Well, it, it depends, though. You know, again, I, I don't want to be a doctor cutting into people, but if I could see the end game to all that hard work was the mm-hmm. fact that I could just wave my hands and fucking shit would appear. That might be a okay, different story. Yeah, I can see that. But again, it goes, you know, I'm sure there's limitations on the, from the state and from the government, again, on what you're allowed to do with the magic. Yeah. You know, you can't, obviously, if you have the ability to conjure any object you want in front of you, you can't conjure up currency. You can't make oh, money. Sure, yeah. I mean, that's going to put you in federal prison right that's there. That's equivalent to counterfeit, right? And now, that's another thing. What about a prison that holds... People, oh boy, offenders of uh, magical prison magic. would be terrifying. I can't imagine any safe way to handle that short of like stasis, you know, where you just lock them down magically to the point where they're not experiencing anything, they're not doing anything. Put them in a cell, they're effectively like a, a asleep, yeah. yeah. But then, do they learn their lesson, quote unquote? Does it matter? I mean, shit, if you can live forever, so what's the punishment? I guess being stripped of your ability. If someone could put me in a coma where I was dreaming happy 24-7, oh my God. I'd bring it the fuck on. You know, that reminds me. This, this is an aside. I used to love Invader Zim back in the day. I don't know if you ever watched it. I know. I'm aware of it. I've yeah, never watched yeah. it, though. It's, I came into it pretty late. I used to love it. And this alien guy, Zim, he's got this little boy abducted somewhere in his lab. And he's got this giant screw sticking out of his head that has a smiley face on it. <laughs> it's some kind of device that's, like, jammed into the happiness center of his brain. That puts him in a fantastic mood all the time. He doesn't even care that he lives in a, you know, one room. He's floating in a vat. He gets his meals once a day. And I'm like, give me that. Because it doesn't matter. If you're happy, nothing else matters. What if they still offered, like, not that they was ever offered. I don't think many people had a choice when it was given to them. But what if, what if it was like a controlled method of like a frontal lobotomy? Oh boy, where you could be sort of you could, disarmed. You know, I, and I'm not claiming I'm I'm smart <laughs> by any means. I don't think I am, but I'm definitely aware, too aware of certain things sure. that I wish that I wasn't aware of. Uh, well, there's a reason they've been saying ignorance is bliss for however long. Right. You know, you know I was never like that either until I took um, psychology and sociology classes, and after those classes, like your perception changes on people at least mine did 
and probably not in the, the way it should, but <laughs> it just, um, I don't know, when you kind of get a glimpse of how, you know, the mind works and how they work together, and yeah. then when you read this textbook stuff and then you see people doing it, you're like, Arr, yeah. you animal, you know? Like, yeah, you recognize the, the triggers and the things that yeah. make you act the way you act, and you're like, oh, God. And I'm just a collection of knee-jerk reactions to, like, external stuff. Yeah, and, and as um, much as I love those classes, like, there's so been so many times, like, man, I wish I could unlearn that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just because of, like, how, uh, just what it's done, you know? Yeah. There's so much shit I can't enjoy because I see how the, how, I see the gears turning now. Right. Like, I used to play, uh, it wasn't long and I wasn't, like, a super fan. I used to play World of Warcraft with some friends of mine. Because we had a good time doing it. <laughs> Nerd. What a, fuck you. This is canned air. <laughs> like, that's the nerdiest thing. I've played World of Warcraft. Yeah, too. yeah. We've all been there. And yeah. it's fun. You know, and you wake up in the morning like, ooh, I'm going to level up a couple times today. Right. Maybe I can get that new item. And then you're like, man, that's the Skinner box. You're mm-hmm. that rat who's pulling a lever to get a little food pellet, you know? And they're just really good at spreading out those pellets so that you want to keep fighting for them. And that brings me to my next point. Magic, when you're, like, sufficiently reductionist about it, mm-hmm. is circumventing effort. Magic is a way to put less effort into a thing, right? Sure. So you put lots of effort into learning it for years, maybe even hundreds of years, whatever, depending on how it works. And then by the end, everything is a product of your own thought. As opposed to, like, so I'm kind of undermining my own point here, where becoming a doctor is, like, years and years of tremendous effort followed by even more tremendous effort. Sure. Whereas becoming a wizard, you'd be like, once you're at that point, you're like, all right. I think to be a doctor, you have to have a confidence about you. Oh, sure. um, That I just don't have, you know. I second guess myself so much that I I make myself fuck up, you know. Absolutely. So, um... It's the, what is it, the Dunning-Kruger effect, they call it. It's like people who are dedicated to something and, and, and want to become good at it. People with talent, I guess they often say, second-guess themselves constantly. They're like, oh, this is garbage. I can't release this to the world. Whereas the people who don't have all the confidence in the world, they're like, yeah, fuck yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> they spread it out, and it works. You know, yeah. that's the shitty thing. I can think of examples of that. Oh, dude. Actually, <laughs> but um, seriously, I would crumple under pressure. Like... I'm the, I would be the doctor that I would open the person up, and I'd be like, okay, I'm looking at the jugular right here. Not, I don't know why I would have opened up to a jugular. Right. I, don't, I don't know shit I about... I think you've already <laughs> fucked up, but whatever. <laughs> I've already killed someone. <laughs> okay, his jugular's open. What like, now? Like, I could see it there, and then like, okay, that's the jugular. But is it really? Oh. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, it has to be because of this and this and this, but what if you're wrong? You've had a like, decade it's, of it's schooling telling you, but you still... Always in the, my mind. And mm-hmm. it's the funniest thing because you, you see our cat situation here at, sure. at, our, at my house. We have, uh, we've got cats that cannot be in the same room with each yeah, other because yeah. they will murder each other. <laughs> I've seen it almost happen, and it is quite inspiring It is awe-inspiring. Very so Clash of the Titans feel. When I leave for work, I have to... I lure the two downstairs. They stay in the basement for the day, while then the one that's psychotic right. wanders the house. Well, Jack the Ripper runs back. Right. So I, um... You know, I in the morning, after they're down there, I'll go down, I'll get visual contact, looking at them both, and be like, <laughs> They okay. are both here. You make a note of it, even. I do. Yeah. I'll go up, and I'll close the door, and then after that door's closed, I'll go and make sure she is in eye shot upstairs. 
there have been days where I'll go through this process and after it's done, I won't believe what I've seen. And I've got to start yeah. over and do the whole thing again. I've done it three times before. It's the same reason I have to hit the lock button and hear the horn three or four times when I leave my car. You yeah. know? Once when I get out, again when I walk to where I'm going, and probably once I'm in the building one more time just so I'm sure it's... Yeah, it's, it's... Did I lock the door? Did I close the garage? Leaving for work is the most stressful thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, getting magic. back to what we were talking about, magic here. Um, what about warfare? Dude, that would be, it'd be a hell of a thing to see, right? Because, you know, with so, all the... I mean, I'm imagining like, a, like a, a line of soldiers all armed with capes and... <laughs> and they're long wands stabs and, and wands, yeah. yeah, beards and. Is this what you're imagining? What what I see in my head is a person in like the standard army field equipment, whatever gear they have, a little Velcro patch that has like I don't know a, a pentacle across an American flag or something like. Oh, that guy's uh, you know weaponized spellcasting division. Mm-hmm. They'd have some cool ass branch of the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There would there would have to be a branch, mm-hmm. right? Got your army, your navy. Your you army. have to also think that uh, with magic, things can be enchanted. Oh, yeah. Inanimate objects. Guns that fire bullets that don't miss. So, you could also think the same thing for... I mean, think of like a vehicle that is designed solely to be propelled and fueled by a spell. Something oh, yeah. that doesn't even need wheels and engine. It's just pretty much something like a bucket that carries yeah. you. It can't be <laughs> stolen you. if it's in the enemy's hands and they don't know your particular spell. Right. It's no loss. I mean, you could essentially just be floating through the air in a lead ball. You yeah. Taking yeah. on maybe lead's not what you'd want to be. And I don't know. I, I don't know what the toughest. Whatever. You could have but... a magical air supply inside the ball. Man, the mind could go crazy. Yeah, see, it? that's the thing with magic is <clears throat> it's not defined by what you can do in a setting. It's defined by what you can't do. Right. You know? So maybe that's something we should consider. What are the limits of our magic in this discussion? What can't you do? Yeah. You can't become God. Right? No. You can't be omniscient. You can't be omnipotent. You're limited by the ability of the human brain to perceive. But... Yeah, I can't... You can see great distances, read thoughts, things of that nature. I don't know. I really don't. I I, I don't know. That's a good question. Here's another one. What's the source of the magic? Mm -hmm. Is it something you just draw from the ether? Do you have to make a pact with some being? Uh, Well, you know, we were kind of in question about the different kinds of magic we were going to talk about. But I would think that they could be all coexist in a way. You know, there's magic you pull from dark places like demons and stuff like that, the occult. Um, Then I don't know. I mean, would you think that magic would imply there being other realms then and other dimension, other... I I think it would certainly imply... And we'd have the means to prove, probably. You know? We don't need a Hubble Space Telescope if we've got a sufficiently powerful wizard at NASA. Would there even be a NASA? I mean, what if, like, you could, uh, I mean, look at, like, again, like Doctor Strange, like, open up one of those holes you just walk through to wherever you can imagine. Do you need cars at that point? (laughs) Right. Wow. Think about that. Yeah, it's transportation, everything. But warfare especially, I think it would be catastrophic like on a huge scale or ooh, maybe even more covert 
and bizarre. Maybe the days of open ground warfare would be completely gone. Not that we do a lot of tank battling these days. <laughs> but I mean, Line them up, boys! Yeah, it's mostly, what, artillery strikes and then black right. ops. That's how things get done right. in 2018. What if you didn't even have to leave your own country to inflict damage on the enemy? What if you could have a warehouse full of sanctioned wizards creating some kind of ritual that was causing firestorms in the Ukraine or whatever, you know? Yeah. It'd be it'd be remote. You'd be two people standing in your towers shooting lightning at each other, you know? How many soldiers would we need on the ground? Oh, we could have people changing their faces, assuming identities. Maybe the president of such and such country has been a plant from this country for 10 years. I'm thinking of uh, Christopher Lee's character in Lord of the Rings. uh, Yeah. In his tower, kind of like... His zone of influence was huge. Yeah. You know? So how many boots would you need on the ground when you can have your boys back home, you know, plucking at the strings of fate? I think the only boots on the ground would be just like it is today, the black ops, the ones that are already trained to get Something deniable. To get past the wizard's eye, you Mm -hmm. know? Because that would be the ultimate weapon against a spellcaster, right? Lack of awareness. I would think so. I think you would probably function under the assumption that if a wizard sees you, you are already dead. It's not about how can I defend against this, because how can you know? It's about not being seen. They'd have to teach their black ops... Uh, it's magic too, right? Absolutely. Defensive, probably, right. magic. Man. S- spells to also co- uh, cloak them to blind, oh, yeah. make them unseen. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. Something I often thought about, you see in role-playing games and books and stuff, invisibility is like a staple magical power. It's a thing that everybody always wants. I mean, what's that question? If you could fly or be invisible, which would it be? If you say you don't want to be invisible, you're a fucking liar, by the way. But... It's, it's one of those things that everybody thinks about. And I'd have to imagine there'd be different ways of doing it, right? Because different settings have their own interpretation. You've got the one where you're full-on bending light, right? Nothing's hitting you. It's going around you. You are seen through completely. You've got the one where a person can't see you because their mind is being affected. So you could kind of fight one with the other, right? You've, you've got this idea that within a certain radius, you're just not... You can't be perceived, well, you're, so you're saying like if you can't actually make yourself invisible with your own magic, like you, you can at the very least, yeah, the minds around you that you're not there, that you're not there, yeah, and that would be even scarier, I think, because you could yeah. be a person in a crowd from half a mile away, and that means nothing if they can't identify you from within a hundred feet. You, how could you ever trust anything you saw with magic? I guess detecting it, becoming aware of it, or so, I mean. The way society would be, the way the world would be, I mean, I think we're trying to make it just kind of like an overlaying shadow on what we already know, when I think what we know would be... Change everything. It would be cha- it would be gone. It, everything would be changed. Because I can only see it as the world is controlled by powerful magic, or magic has been suppressed and is a myth. Wouldn't it be wild if that's the kind of situation we're in right now? All I'm saying, we can't disprove it. <laughs> I've, always, I've always thought that. I mean, I don't... Not that I'm... Uh, Believing in a lot of, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. But with so much, uh, with it being so prominent in history, you know, not only in story, but, uh, you know, in real life, people being killed because of thought of as witches and whatnot. Oh, man. So, um, 
You know, what if it? What if there really was a practice that just yeah. fell out of? I practice? mean, it's it's already had a, a huge tangible effect on the course of history. Mm-hmm. There's no getting around that. So, yeah, maybe maybe we won, right? All the magic users are gone. <laughs> it worked. There's probably some long-haired hippie like in, inhaling a shit ton of incense right oh, now, man. like listening to this. Like, there it like, is, listen. real man. Magic's real, I'm man. I'm sending you my psychic projection. <laughs> and you know, it, I, I guess now's a good point to address it. Some people believe in in magical things, magical forces, rituals that do mm-hmm. this and that, good luck and such. We're not shitting on any of that. No, not at all. But nobody's fucking Doctor Strange, you know. So like, no, that's the, no, they're not. Yeah. You know, we, everybody believes something that other people think is stupid. Sure, don't believe in. But um, yeah, imagine. I happen to believe Slither is a fantastic movie. Oh, dude! See, so we all disagree with something, dude. So fucking good. Same, but it's a dude that brought us Guardians, and that's one of the one of the best movies I've ever you gotta seen. At least respect it. Right? All right, I give it to you. Thank you. But um, what else? What talked else? Warfare. Mm-hmm. We talked to an extent. Eliminating disease. How much technology do you think we'd develop? Because when you think of magic, you think wizards and castles, right? Because your needs are essentially... Technology, yeah. Yeah. Would we need smartphones? If you can cast a little spell and send a message to your friends, you know, open up a little gateway and talk to them face-to-face? I don't know. It depends if it's easier than just hearing a little ding and then looking <laughs> yeah. at a screen, you Yeah. Know? It would have to almost just appear in front of your eyes, no matter what you're doing, yeah. to be more convenient than pulling your phone out of your pocket. That's true. And we're already kind of getting that with, like, Google Glass and such. I don't know. Like, if there is, like, a uh, a kind of magic where you can actually see something that isn't there, like, I would have to think there might be, like, a whole magical realm. Kind of like there is the internet, like... Where you can tap into oh, and yeah. kind of uh, a magical information source, right? Kind right. of an ether you can reach into, exactly a cloud, if you will. So uh, I don't. Oh, boy. You know, oh, there's a word for that. That like I saw it in a couple of books years and years ago, but now it's become co-opted by like almost everything that deals in magic and fantasy. There's some mention of this. It's like the underlying current of magic. Like the source, like mm-hmm. the thing behind the scenes. It's spelled like W Y R D. I think you pronounce it weird. The weird. You know, really? it's it's that name that's become really popular for that the cloud of magic. You know, the thing we all draw and put back into. I see. Yeah. I forget where I was going with that. I mean just uh, just the, no 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 no. Just the idea of that has my mind like shot off in a million different directions right. now. An internet that has existed since the dawn of, you know, mm-hmm. human awareness. Privacy, I think would be an issue. Yeah. You'd have to take some measures to keep people from scrying or Oh, that's what location. I was going to say. Like, uh, we were talking about smartphones. Uh, I was thinking about, like, social media, like Instagram or shit like that. Like, <coughs> having some kind of a magical cloud or internet that you're able to tap into. I wonder if there would be magical kinds of just basic entertainment, like social media. Sure. On a magic in the... In I'd that. have to imagine, yeah. Or Magic maybe, message boards. Yeah. Maybe even a smartphone or a smart device that is made to tap into that realm somehow. A crystal ball of some kind. Imagine right. a little rectangular piece of crystal that you look into and the image changes depending on what you need. That'd be hilarious in like a comic or something. I mean, it kind of already is. Yeah, I mean, because that's what we've got, right? <laughs> that's what we've got. Whatever we want to see. And it takes us to that. Buttons, or just talk to it. Yeah. And that brings it up. There's that old saying like, Technology of a sufficient level is indistinguishable from magic. 
we're right. very much in that time where our technology seems pretty magical. Right. I mean, it really does, because, I mean, you can be like, mirror, mirror on the wall. What's what's the weather going to do today? It's going to be 65 yeah. and sunny. And then Andrew. Google Home will <laughs> yeah. tell you, or hell, yeah. some products will put it right on the mirror for you. Right, right. My car's got a little heads-up display that shows me, it just, like, reflects it from the dash, and it's like, ooh, thank you. And it's just a trick of the light, but it feels fucking incredible, you know? Every morning before I get in the shower, I have a quick conversation with the Google Home yeah, about what the day's like, you know? What's the news? How's yeah. the weather? You know, all it's of pretty that magical. I, I think I've started every day of my life for like the last three years with uh, like, uh, hey, Echo, how's the weather? You know, it's right. just one of those things. Just trying to think of uh, uh, the different ways you could utilize the uh, the weird, the the magic superhighway. Yeah. Communication, obviously. And I would sure. have to think transportation to become like one with the ether for a split second and then rematerialize elsewhere. That's kind of how it happens, you know? Yeah. So the question is, Ooh, you know, I'll bet that'd be really strenuous, right? To teleport yourself from here to Scotland or whatever. Right. I'd have to kind of take it out of you. I would imagine you'd have companies. There'd be a big business in, like, collections of spellcasters. People working together. Right. To uh, to share the burden of this magic in creating mass transit, you know? Right. Sort of like uh, what, would, what would become the equivalent of airlines. You'd wait in line, go to your terminal, and then a team of, like, 30 wizards would open and maintain a gateway so you can walk into Shanghai or whatever. Sure. I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of thinking now about, like, Harry Harry Potter. Like, you know, uh, they train all these little wizards and send them out into the world. And we get to a look at, you know, Harry and Ron and them at the end of the very last movie as kind of adults that look like they're just living average lives. Yeah. yeah. They don't, they're not wearing big pointy fucking hats or growing the start in their beards or anything. No, you know, they're just kind of normal dudes. They look like they're leading normal domestic lives. So, you know, does I don't know what that does for you. Why did you go to school of wizardry? If yeah. And why didn't they teach you algebra? Going... Yeah. I don't understand that. What what is he doing as a career now with his with his time at Hogwarts? That's a good point. I think they talk about different jobs, like some work for the bureau, some become wand salesmen, some train breed magical creatures. But like, are those the only three jobs? You know, there've got to be bankers, accounts. There's got to be someone yeah, running and the sandwich you shop. You have to like kind of stay in that realm to yeah. to do that stuff. I mean, isn't it kind of for, wasn't it forbidden for them to be using magic in the real world? Yeah, yeah, they're very specific. Places so they're allowed why do to make you learn music? that magic and then go back to the real world. Yeah, what's the draw? I don't get it personally, but um, I guess where I was going with that was uh, you know in Harry Potter, Dumbledore is that his name? Dumbledore. Door. Excuse me. It's I don't, okay. It's it's been a long time since that I've seen okay. these things, but um, there's one old sorcerer supreme there, and about any other movie you look at, it's one or two. You know, it's you don't yeah. see a whole army of them. Mm-mm. Going back to what we were saying at the beginning, it takes a long time to get sure, that good. it would have to. So, you know, and we were also talking about comparing it to, like, going to school to be a doctor, going to school, for, you know, to be, what you say, astro... Like a quantum physicist, astrophysicist, sure. You, you would have to think that, you know, like, where a doctor is going to school for at least eight years, a, a wizard, you know, was probably going for at least 16 years of required school yeah. before you can scratch the surface. Those are the, the goddamn basics. It's, it's so, a lifelong thing. 
that dedication to it. I mean, it's almost like you'd almost have to like kind of become a monk, right? I oh, mean, sure. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It would be your life. It's not like... You're not going to get married and father a bunch of children. Yeah, because... oh, it's not like, well, Saturday night I'm casting some spells, but Sunday night we're going to get a drink <laughs> yeah, on, you know? No. No. Every waking moment is magic. Right. And, you know, it brings me to one of my favorite concepts of... There are different names for it in different games and books and stuff. Lich is a common word that gets thrown around. It's like a wizard who kind of at the end of their life goes into this panic mode. They're like, I've got so much more I need to learn, so much more I need to do, right. so many things I need to conquer. So they kind of bind their own soul to like an object or something. It could be like a ring or a crown. And their body just wastes away, but they're still conscious and alive. And that's their way of like granting themselves the time they need to learn all this stuff. Hmm. And I'd have to imagine there'd have to be a, a, a limitation on that kind of practice, right? So you're saying they trap their presence and what they are, like, in this ring. So, like, as the body deteriorates, they, like, as a spirit, as a soul, are still fine in the realm of this yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah, So what, they're still, like, they, they, Like, the, the body stays or? animate. It just, like, rots. It's like a visual. So once the body rots and goes away, then is that are you then forever stuck in that object? I think you become kind of a ghostly sort of thing, but the object is like your anchor point. Meaning what? Like uh, you can walk around. It's like a haze or you know a skeleton shambling about. But if the object gets destroyed, that's what kills you. It's like the Horcrux concept. But are you stuck within a radius of this object? Like. I wouldn't think so. That's usually not how it plays out. So, as a as a ghostly entity, if I wanted to go to the next town over, that'd be fine? Sure. If I want to go to Connecticut, that'd be fine? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You'd want to make sure you, you know, if you're going overseas, you want to have your passport ready. But otherwise, I imagine. The ghosts, dude, where are they going? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I don't know, send, the, send someone to fucking exercise your soul, and then you're banished? They'd have to keep me there, though. I'm a ghost. Yeah, yeah. I'm a what, ghost, Jake. What do we do with him? I don't know, man. You gotta find his ring. It's somewhere in Ohio. I, it's gonna be a long search. What else are we thinking about? What else we need to think of or mention? It's about political I feel like there's power. something big we're forgetting. I know. Not that I want to get too deep into this, but I, I think of the implications the presence of magic would have on thoughts of religion. Oh, yeah. Because um, religion is, is usually submission to a higher power, right? Correct. There there's some like more self-centered religions where you're pursuing enlightenment or whatever concept, but I think it's it's usually all about here is this being that is much much greater than I. How can I please this being? Right. I'd say that's the core. But in a world where everyone can become so powerful, do you still respect those kinds of divides? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's a matter of, like, saying, like, oh, I'm more powerful than what I think. Is that what you're saying? Like, I'm, I don't know. I just I just think it's, it's well, usually... I think, like, coming from a place of, like, arrogance, like, I'm powerful. There'd I don't be an element of Yeah. I'm thinking more of along the lines of, like, okay, let's say we, in fact... Boy, this is... I don't like treading on this ground. <laughs> yeah. Because no matter what you say, I feel like someone's going to take offense. But maybe oh, that's no. not the case. We can say... I think we can at least say about religion is that I can see a lot of religions being opposed to the use of magic. Oh, absolutely. Because I think a lot of religion focuses... A against uh, yeah. the higher power. They... A, it's like you're saying you don't trust in whatever power is the focus of your religion to take care of you. 
And B, I think a lot of religions are really focused on being humble, you know, that not not lusting after power, mm-hmm. focusing more on being a good person than accruing lots of power. And what's magic other than accruing as much power as possible? Right. So it seems like one of those things that a lot of religions would take like a hardline stance against. Sure. Yeah, but then you'd have to think there'd be churches and religion dedicated just to the oh, magic yeah, there, as well. Oh yeah, there'd absolutely be a counter push where where you've got magical religions. Boy. What do they What do they worship? You know, what's yeah. what's the object of their? Well, again, you know, the all, weird? all magic has, like we were saying, is typically derived from some other higher power. Yeah. So that's probably what that higher power is probably what they're. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Right? Just sort of in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, I, I hope we're still making some kind of sense. I hope <laughs> I, I hope people aren't like, what the fuck are they talking about? Well, they knew what they were in for when we said what if. So that's on them, I'd like to say. This is true. We're at 55, though. I think that's been a, I think a so. good conversation. I think we were pretty thorough. I think we were. Yeah. But I enjoyed that. If you guys have any uh, other thoughts or com- comments to add to this conversation, please hit us up on uh, any of our outlets, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Yeah. Email candarepodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear your weird stories. We want to hear those weird stories as well. If you have a weird, strange story that uh, just leaves people scratching their heads, something that's happened to you, something you've experienced. Yeah. Um, doesn't have to be ghost story. Can be, yeah. though. Doesn't have to be paranormal or, or not paranormal, but uh, supernatural and all that. I'm thinking that's like para- UFOs kind oh, of Oh, yeah, extraterrestrial. Thank you, extraterrestrial. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be anything But like it's that. welcome to be. Can be. Say you doesn't saw the Jersey Devil on a picnic. Tell us about we it. Want we want to hear, hear about it. it. We want to hear about it. Yeah. We're not here to believe or not believe you. We just want to hear the story, man. Yeah, we want to hear those stories. Get them on a new show. So yeah, right. uh, let this us is know. This no judgment zone, I'd like to think. Yeah, let us know. And uh, where can they find us, Jake? I'll tell you where they can find us. You can find us on Twitter, where we are at CannedAirPod, and Instagram, we are at Canned underscore Air. And don't forget, you can buy some fantastic merchandise, courtesy of Society6.com forward slash CannedAirPod, if you want to represent your favorite podcast by putting us on your body somewhere. Also, vinyl decals. Those are my favorite. There you are. Yeah. And head over to CannedAirPodcast.com, where you can uh, read up on uh, current and past episodes. Uh, what else we have? The Wall of Heroes. Wall of Heroes. Con- contact special us guests. on there. Yeah. Special, special guest page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very proud Good of that. Good times. One. But yeah, check that out. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think of the show. Uh, did you already say Patreon? No, not yet. Patreon.com forward slash CandarePod. Go check it out. Uh, there's a video on there of us uh, begging, pleading our case. <laughs> uh, and uh, you can see if We'll it make might it worth be. your while. I think it's worth the while. Absolutely. I do. If you're a fan of the show, then you'll definitely be worth your you'll while. You'll be all right. Uh, and Candare live May 12th at the Columbus Podcast Festival at 2 p.m. So, uh, yeah, if you can get in there. I don't know if it's sold out yet or not. I don't know. I think it's getting close. And when I say that, I'm not trying to be arrogant. No. To make it like <laughs> just... Candare sold it out because Candare certainly did not no. sell it out. Um, but we're inside that venue that might be sold out. So we'll have to check on that. Yeah, keep an eye out. But if you do go. 2 p.m. At the, in the green room. Indeed. Not the actual green no, room. But <laughs> that's just the name of the room we're that in. That is the name of the place. <laughs> All right. I oh, think that's going to do it for this week. So yeah. until next time, I'm Jeremy Colley. I'm Jake Runyon. Thanks for listening, everyone.
I don't know. I mean, uh, I guess there are spells. No. Um, um, this is just such a pregnant pause. Um, two arms. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.